0: Hey, hey, you're listening to episode 65 of the Resilient Teacher Podcast. Since the pandemic, our schools and our teachers have put student mental health at the forefront. But what about the adults in the buildings? I think we forget that teachers are the lifeblood of our schools and our students and our school climates depend On the mental health of our staff members. When we think about health, we know nutrition and exercise is important to living that happier and healthier life, but somehow mental health is often left out of this equation. Lee McLean, an assistant research professor at the Center for Research in Education and Social Policy at the University of Delaware, found in her research that teachers with depression spend less time doing whole class instruction, likely because it's more demanding and energy intensive, and they have fewer warm and responsive interactions with students. They also spend less time planning and organizing their lessons. And this is not taking into consideration the number of teachers who leave the profession due to that extreme burnout or these mental health crises. Having structural supports for teacher mental health ultimately benefits everybody in the school building, including school leaders. So if teachers and students have access to counseling and other mental health support, that's a heavy burden taken off of the school system as a whole. That's why in today's episode, we're chatting with my good friend, Helena Haynes, from the present teacher to discuss her mental health experience as the classroom teacher. This isn't just another self-help spiel. It's kind of like a wake-up call to all the educators, new and veterans alike, to really prioritize your mental health for a profound impact in your life inside and outside of the classroom. Helena Haynes is a new elementary coach. She empowers new elementary educators to go from being overwhelmed and being frazzled to feeling excited and confidently having a smoothly ran classroom. Also known as the present teacher, Helena has presented at the last three summer self-care conferences, and she loves to share all the latest teacher tips on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and her podcast. Helena graduated from Eastern Oregon University with her master's in elementary education and a minor in ESL and Spanish. And just to let you know before we begin, we talk candidly about this stuff because we want you to know that if you're a teacher who's experienced any of it, you're not alone. So let's go hang out with Helena. Hey there, and welcome to the Resilient Teacher Podcast. The podcast giving overwhelmed and burned out teachers inspiration, sustainable strategies, and reigniting passion for teaching. I'm Brittany, a special education teacher and teacher resilience and retention strategist, and I am on a mission to inspire educators to prioritize their mental health and individualize their self-care routines so that they can live a balanced, fulfilling life as an educator while making a bigger impact in their classrooms and communities. Helena, it is always such a pleasure to hang out with you, and I'm so excited to finally have you as a guest here on the Resilient Teacher Podcast. Yes, thank you so much, Brittany. I am so excited to be here. I know I've talked with you and worked with you for the last couple of years, and I am so excited that we get to do this. Yes, I am excited too. So I would just love it. I do this every time. My go-to first question for any guest on the podcast is just to tell a little bit about yourself, even though I did this great introduction. Um, Tell a little bit about yourself. Like, What was your journey through education thus far? Yeah, absolutely. So I graduated, first off, my name is Helena.
1: I am the creator of The Present Teacher. I started um, my teacher journey will start with my master's. I got my master's in elementary education from um, Eastern Oregon University. And then from there, I moved from Oregon all the way to New Mexico with my then boyfriend, now husband. And that was a really big shift. I remember being so excited when I first came in to my school because I finally had my classroom. And this was the moment I had dreamed of since I was, you know, five years old, making my little brother play school with me. And, um, I carried those boxes in, and I was thinking, "This is it. this is where my life's gonna change. I finally got here, and then, the following month, I was greatly surprised. the amount of workload teachers were expected to do. Now, this was pre-COVID, so even before then, it was a struggle. By that December, I was exhausted. I slept my entire winter break, and I just felt paralyzed. Like I couldn't mentally make a decision. I couldn't talk to my family. I was isolating, and I felt really defeated because this is the profession I had dreamed of doing since I was five or six years old. And here I was struggling, not sure if I could carry on. And um, a little background, I taught kindergarten at the time. And I still remember the last day of school, my little kindergartners, um, they crossed the gymnasium with their little diplomas in hand. And in a moment where I should have felt proud, I felt like I had failed them. And most importantly, I failed myself because I felt like I should have been there more for them, but I was so busy trying to get everything else done that I wasn't able to be that teacher that I knew I was capable of being. And in that moment, I had to, you know, figure out a way to make this work. Something about me is I'm, you know, 110% or nothing, all or nothing kind of mentality. So I need to figure out a way to give that next year my everything. So I started researching and I went to counseling because prior back in January and February of my first year, I was diagnosed with depression and anxiety. And so I was trying to navigate that while also trying to show up for my kids and I needed to transition. So that's when I started learning about burnout and sharing with everything I was learning online.
0: Yeah. So We met a couple of years ago at the first annual Summer Self-Care Conference. You were a part of that, and you were doing the present teacher at that point, really focusing on that burnout. And I think one of the things that we do as teachers is we want to share what we're learning as we're learning it. And I think that's so powerful when we can actually – share the things, the tools, the strategies, whatever is working for us, it kind of gives hope and support for those teachers who maybe are too afraid to ask those questions. And so your platform really helped support those teachers. And now you're focusing a lot on new teachers, which I think is so important, because just listening to your story, like when I started teaching, I, my first year, I taught kindergarten. And I can remember thinking, this is the job that I want. This is great. This is awesome. And then getting into the classroom and being like, I don't know. I don't know about this. This is this is not what I thought it was going to be. This is not who I thought I was going to be. And so during that Time period, I decided no. I think what I really need to focus on is I don't know enough about all of the learners in my classroom. Let me go get some more certifications. Let me go learn more about special education students, gifted and talented students. And when I went into the classroom the next year, I felt a little more empowered, but that's just not where I was meant to be. And so I think having a mentor like you. Would have been so much more helpful because I'd I wouldn't have made the mistakes of going and trying something else where maybe I maybe that wasn't for me maybe just kindergarten wasn't for me it wasn't by the way it was middle school and I love middle school (laughs) middle school is my jam Um, but I would love for you to kind of share a little bit more about your mental health aspect like you you talked about finding out that you had depression anxiety. those types of things. And that was a real struggle just to kind of grasp or come to terms with those diagnoses. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. And I agree
1: with you, I taught kindergarten. I actually just finished teaching second grade. So, you know, that first grade may not always be the one you stick with. Mm -hmm. But um, as far as being diagnosed, I think one of the contributing factors is the year before I actually had lost someone in my immediate family. So not only was I completing my master's program, which was a 10-month intensive, because you had to go through a 10-month placement on top of also getting your teaching accreditation at the time it was at TPA. And then I was moving across, you know, this United States, and that was big for me too. But I remember feeling like when it made sense, and I found out I actually had this probably preconditioning of anxiety and depression for years, in fact, since I was a teenager. But I remember laying in bed feeling like, worrying about every single thing that was going to happen in the future and not being able to get it all done and focusing and hyper-focusing on that while also at the same time feeling guilty for all the things I didn't complete in the past, whether that was showing up for my family or if that was showing up for my kids, if I didn't teach a lesson, right? So it was that inner battle of you know, being in the future and in the past, and that's where the present teacher came to be is I realized that what my journey needed to focus on, especially with those two diagnoses, was to focus on being in the moment. And I realized in the classroom I wasn't doing that. I was, you know, I would be working with a kid one-on-one and I'd be worrying about the other 10 things on my to-do list, or I'd be worrying about how I didn't say that exact thing the right way with my other student earlier that day. So learning that practice and it's definitely a practice and a journey, not a destination of being in the moment and showing up to your best capabilities or your optimal self in the moment to help your kids. And I will say that honestly, reaching out for help, I know there's a stigma against, you know, reaching out to professionals, but reaching out to a professional really helped me take like an, a bird's eye view of what was going on because in the moment, especially in the classroom, amongst like Whatever you're diagnosed with, it can feel very real, But being able to take a step back and look at all the different angles and figuring out where you can grow, I mean, I'm still using practices that I learned that first year in counseling that were just absolutely astounding on my life and completely changed my life,
0: yeah. I mean, you're you were talking about counseling and all of that. I think it was probably my fourth or fifth year teaching when I realized I needed to go get help. And one of the things that was taught to me in counseling was I used to think that every day was a bad day. Every day was a bad day. And it, I, it was some kind of conditioning that I grew up with or that I learned over time or it was just my mindset at the time. But what was really cool for me was my therapist told me, said, Brittany, you need to start writing down how your day went, find one positive, find, you know, if you want to talk about the negative, and then give yourself a score of the whole day. And so I did that for a while. And what I found was that not every day was a bad day, because I could see that in my calendar, I could see, oh, this day was a six, this day was a two, you know, but I still had something positive that was happening. And I, it was like, collecting data, like how we do for our students, how we, you know, take data on our students or progress monitor, things like that. It was bringing that into my life. And I still use it all the time to this day. I had now it's an app on my phone, Um, but it still checks in with me. How was I feeling that day so that I can kind of see over time? Also, what I found through that was that when I did that, I could see what was really affecting How I was feeling that day. It wasn't always the circumstances of the day. It wasn't because Johnny threw a pencil at me that day, even though that was bad. It was because I wasn't drinking enough water or I didn't eat breakfast that day or it was the week before the great week out of the year or out of the month that I was having, you know, some different hormonal changes. And so, really seeing those things as clear. Um, data points for me was really transformational. And I learned that through counseling. Would never have learned that any other way. And I'm a huge proponent for counseling. <laughs> yeah. So I love how
1: you used um, that, you know, data because actually my counselor had me do something similar because like you, I was focusing on the negative so much that I felt like I was mm-hmm. drowning. I was trying to come up for air and I would for a second, but I'd go back down under the water. And so instead to break that, what my counselor had me do is I started writing five things I was grateful for at the beginning of the day. So I started my day with a positive. And what I realized was I have a lot to be grateful for and each day's different and a different thing. And it kind of broke yeah. that pattern like you just mentioned on your journey about, you know, finding the positive. And honestly, back then I felt like in order to be a good teacher, I had to be extremely hard on myself. I had to be my biggest critic and push myself, but along my journey, I found that that's not the way to help the people around me that I love and I want to support. In fact, it's by showing up for myself first. and I mean, Mm -hmm. that's a huge transformation and it's, again, a journey, but showing up for yourself. That way you have an even bigger, more full cup almost to fill others and show up for others. So you're not dragging yourself down and you're bringing that positivity to yourself too. So then you can make a greater impact when you show up in those mindful moments for other people too.
0: Yes. So when we talk about new teachers, because you are the new teacher expert, you are the mentor for all new teachers. So what is What's the truth about mental health when it comes to new teachers? So what I found when I was starting to share my journey about
1: burnout and getting rid of burnout and preventing burnout is I was focusing so much on burnout that what I found was a lot of new teachers were reaching burnout because they didn't have the systems in place. And there's a variety of systems you need. Um, so instead of treating the initial cause, I was treating like the results or the symptoms when I really need to help teachers from the beginning set those subs- systems up so they're not getting to that point. So that's when I kind of made that shift from a teacher wellness coach to now a new teacher coach. And, you know, the systems I like to focus on are things like classroom management, um, time management, teacher organization, parent communication, all of these have different systems and you can make them run smoothly, especially that first year to where you're not feeling like you're drowning or trying to catch up all the time. You're focusing on your foundations. So then you can show up and get closer to being that teacher you were meant to be.
0: Yeah. I mean, I my first year teaching I didn't have any of that. Nobody ever told me those things. And I think that that's not really focused on in teacher prep programs. They're just, it's more like these ideas. When you get into the classroom, there's kids. And so new teachers really do need that mentor, that coach to really walk them through what are those systems that you need? What kind of things might you want to utilize in your classroom on a day-to-day basis, on a month basis, on a weekly basis, to keep that running smoothly. So then you have that time that you can focus on yourself and then focus on those individual students. So I think what you're doing is just really powerful and totally necessary because, yeah, like I I can feel that. And I was a victim of the circumstances. Yeah. And it's sad how common
1: that is. So many teachers, because I have a podcast as well, the Present Teacher Podcast. One of the things yes, whenever whenever I have a guest is I like asking about their first year teaching. And it's typically the same story. I went to a, you know, college, I got my degree, and then in teaching, it was just this big transition. And that's not to say that, you know, the Teacher programs are bad. In fact, I personally, Eastern Oregon, I had the most amazing professors. They would actually teach how they wanted you to teach in the classroom, but there's no specific, you know, philosophy or system they teach you on those different things on how to do classroom yeah. management or help disruptive behaviors or show up for your kids or to organize your classroom in a way that allows you to move efficiently and not have this big pile of papers on your desk. So I feel like there's just this big disconnect and the districts are just kind of throwing you in and hoping for the best. And maybe you have one or two mentors, you can go ask questions, but a lot of it's just trial and error. And if we can work together to kind of shorten that time for those new teachers coming in, I feel like a lot of teachers are going to stick around a lot longer because they're. Starting off a lot stronger than those of us that didn't.
0: Yeah. And then, more than likely, having those systems built up, they're able to make the changes each year so that they're not burning out, so that they're not getting to this point where they're reaching burnout or the burnout is coming from something completely different than one of the things that we can from the get go really sink our nails into and fix from from the start. So yeah, I would love, I, you're one of the, what you've been in the Summer Self-Care Conference from the very beginning, from the very first year, you have been there and providing, you know, resources and professional development for those teachers every year. But you are, again, one of the presenters and you're talking all about mental health. Can you share a little bit about what the listeners can expect from your session and maybe even what you have as a part of the all-access bonus library? Yeah, absolutely. So
1: first off, I love the Summer Self-Care Conference. I've made friends that I've kept in touch with from presenters to people that you know have seen my presentation, have reached out to me, and it's just amazing. It's something I wish I would have had my first year of teaching because Again, you're dealing with so much that you don't think about prioritizing yourself. But when you're surrounded by all these people, this community that are trying to prioritize that and help support you in that, it's such a huge, huge asset. So I highly recommend that you check out the Summer Self-Color Conference if you haven't yet Um, because, like I said, I've made lifelong friends there. This year what I'm talking about is the truth behind – your mental health and element as a new teacher, because I feel like, again, we're just kind of thrown to the wolves and I don't want there to be surprises. So I talk about, you know, some facts and the research behind what can you expect for, you know, the most, the, what most teachers experience their first five years. And then I give you actionable steps because I'm not really a woo person. I have to have action. I'm a checklist need A to Z. On mm-hmm. how to prevent it and what you can do now to be proactive about your mental health. So that's not your scenario. That's not your story. You're able to create your own story and create your own pe- impact by being proactive about your mental health now. And then in the um, All Access or and the bonus, I provide a journal that helps you kind of go through that mindset shift from, you know, working hard and grinding your gears to being a friend to yourself while also being proactive about your mental health.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love it. You have always been one of the best presenters, and I'm just really excited to have you again in the Summer Self-Care Conference. I'm putting the links um, to what they can find out from you and what's in the all-access pass in the show notes, but I would also love for you to share where they can connect with you further. So maybe they missed out on the Summer Self-Care Conference. Can you share a little bit more about where they can find you, what you offer, um, more about your podcast? Yes. Thank you so much. So I am The Present Teacher on all socials. So TikTok,
1: Instagram, Pinterest, you name it. You can go to my website, thepresentteacher.com. Um, If you are looking for a community for new teachers on Facebook where we're being supportive and we're there for the hard and great times and we're working on those systems together, you can go to thepresentteacher.com slash community, and that's a free Facebook community for new teachers. And I really help teachers all the way from, you know, the interview process all the way to, you know, working on those first, you know, three to five years of really setting those foundations of those systems. So, but that's where you can, what you can learn from following me. And I also like sharing some self-care and wellness tips because that's kind of where my roots are from is all that. So, but yeah. And then if you love podcasts or YouTube, you can go to the present com slash podcast or slash YouTube. And I have, you know, a weekly podcast and YouTube video that I release every week.
0: Awesome. Awesome. We'll put those links down in the show notes as well so they can go check them out and hang out with you further. Thank you again, Helena, for being a guest on the podcast, for talking mental health with me and just being such an advocate for teachers. I love it and I love connecting with you.
1: Yes. Thank you so much, Brittany. Honestly, I wouldn't have delved into the wellness, I think, if I hadn't met you that first year of business. So huge thank you. And thank you for putting on this summit. I know every year the people that, you know, I collaborate with and talk with and hang out with are always excited. So super, super appreciative of you and everything you do. Yes. Thank you so
0: much. Thank you.